I, that's the most naked he's ever been, I think. Whoa. Hosh <laughs> <laughs> Bosh with Anita and Sara. This podcast is powered by Foundry, a hybrid progressive art space located in downtown Dubai's Boulevard. It includes exhibition spaces, co-working environment, a creative library, podcast room, and a cafe. So this week's episode, we had the Abdullah brothers on, Ghaif Abdullah and Khaled Abdullah. Um, and they came on and they spoke to us a little bit about their new project. Um, their currently unnamed new project that they are calling for now Bichetto. And it's a new space that they're opening, launching very, very soon. Hopefully at the end of October. Stay tuned for more updates on that. But it was really special for them to share it with us here on this podcast, especially since they haven't talked about it publicly before. Uh, and it's going to be a really exciting new space. Us, apart from that, we spoke to them about practices of collecting and what that means here in the UAE art scene. It was also great getting to hear their experience with the art market here, um, starting with when, or starting just before Christie's opened and how that affected uh, Khalid's major when he was studying abroad because studying art wasn't seen kind of worthy of having a scholarship. Yeah. And then how it changed after the opening of Christie's, the differences between the primary and secondary art market, all that fun stuff. So really interesting yeah so if you want to hear the Abdullah brothers bickering and disagreeing I'm kidding you're on the wrong show um, <laughs> no but it keep listening for the Abdullah brothers know each other how did you meet who's who who, who knows how does who know who Sarah. how do i know Khad? yes yes <laughs> all right first thing we should reveal that there are two guests in the studio today we have khalid and Raith, and they're both uh joining us for this episode they're twins brothers nah they're not twins <laughs> they're not twins they are brothers who uh, brought you to this place to see anita and sarah yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. What made um, you What made you want to say yes to something like this? I guess is the question. For me, um, I immediately <clears throat> said yes just because uh, I'm a fan of like what Sara does. Aww. So I knew it would be something interesting. Um, fan of her writing, curating. So it, it was just like a no brainer. And then yeah, like for this project itself, I. I find it interesting that we're going to be talking about it w- while we still have some key parts of this project that we haven't yet um, fleshed out. Like, yeah. we don't have a name. Yeah. 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 So what are we announcing, guys? 
<laughs> yeah. The title of this podcast let's announcing. Keep, let's keep them guessing. <laughs> Name this place. <laughs> <laughs> this project. <laughs> or whoever's listening, maybe can give us some uh, crowdsource. Crowd, yeah. Crowdsource uh, us some like suggestions. Like brand, brand That's name. the reason for you guys coming. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Minding our audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, Khalid. So what? What is this? I've taken over I the love interviewer that. role. I love and that. And then, so we're going to be interviewing you guys in a second. <laughs> but yeah. That's how they <laughs> avoid talking about the subject. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Khalid, what is this project? Uh, what is the project? Um, I don't know. I think, uh, how can we introduce it? Like, we can start off by, like, how it started off, I think, is, like, the best way to introduce it i think uh so me and you were discussing our grandma's house uh which has always been uh but like our house everyone's house like we lived there and we knew that at some point the house is gonna everyone that's living there is gonna move out we moved out uh, a long time ago but mm. It was my our aunts and uh, grandma still living there so we were thinking about what we could do with the the space and creating a community for art artists i think was like a, a an idea and uh, um yeah so the the um what khad is talking about is that for you know a good five five years back um and khalid might have forgotten this but it was actually him who you know, a good five years ago was like, we should do something with this house um, instead of just like renting it out or doing something uh, typical with it. And his first uh, idea was to turn it into a, a museum, um, uh, an art or I don't know, some kind of, I think it was like the idea was for it to be an art museum. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the seed of the idea. And he pitched it to my dad, who's... Um, whose house whose name the house is under and my dad was was into it um so that's kind of the first con conceptualization of yeah. what this house was to become uh but then two years ago when my aunt's house was finally we thought done and she was about to move we we re we brought up the idea again because it was like um it had been shelved for for a number of years and this time when we did the the landscape of the art ecosystem here had changed a little bit or at least our understanding of like what's happening had changed at that time and currently one of the biggest requirements or one of the biggest uh, issues is a studio space for emerging artists and um that's a, a sector or or one of the constituents of this art ecosystem that's like currently witnessing the biggest boom you know you have uh, talents graduating uh, every year from universities like Zayed, AUS, NYU Abu Dhabi and one of the requirements w w we are aware of just because of you know we interact with you guys and all of us is is the need for studio space for emerging practices um, so we thought let's let's do that instead so that that was then what the idea was and this was two years ago but what ended up happening at that time was my aunt's house that was finished kept getting delayed that move finally took place 
And then on New Year's Eve, uh, December 31st, 19? Yeah. My parents were like, Ghaith, the the house is ready. You guys, you know, go get the key. Yeah. So I call Khaled and I'm like, we're, we're good to go. Um, so yeah, we've been working on this thing since January. We're now in September. So it's been a good nine months of work. Yeah, never trust contractors. That's the moral of uh, this podcast. Khalid, tell us a bit about what the house itself is. Let's take it back to explaining the space. I mean, like while you were talking, um, I think I think just the way it developed, kind of, I think conceptually, I think it's a little bit of a. You do think about what the community needs and what the what the city wants, and I think like I actually forgotten that like part like a big part of what first idea I had was to create a museum because I've always felt like that's something that's lacking back in the day like if you think five six years ago like before well, all I like how five six years ago was back in the day <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative or in Dubai. <laughs> yeah back in the day like that felt like what is lacking like these institutions but now maybe that's something that's a little bit more there and established studio spaces is what the project like part of the core or like the triad of what's what the space is but i think it's a little bit more i wouldn't say chameleon but i feel like the project for me needs to take on the needs of the community of creatives and so that is studio spaces and space to create, but also a space for everyone to access art and see the artists and for them to uh, interact. And we're also going to have a gallery, gallery and exhibition space and hopefully activate the space with other programming to just, uh, I think it's there to fill a gap of mm-hmm. what doesn't really exist. I think, mm. I, so I have two questions. The first question is, I know you guys come, each of you as brothers come to this project from different places. So my first question is, what do you bring from your separate places to this project? Sh- shit, that's a, that's, that, that's a that's tough a question. question. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay, who's going first? Who's going first? <laughs> I'll save my second one since this one was heavy. You want to go first? Sure. I mean, my background is like my, I feel like since my childhood or my, my, it was kind of like I've been, the path of going into art was kind of something like it wasn't completely like premeditated. Like I just happened very like this was the natural thing for, for me to do because I mean, since high school, like I really like I enjoyed and I did well and I had like teacher for teachers in high school that really pushed me uh, into art practice and uh, I enjoyed that that was, and it was also like a safe space for me when I was in high school mm-hmm. I wasn't like sports day I remember I used to like run and hang out and <laughs> with all the other art kids and like <laughs> and that was like my rebellious kind of like <laughs> Sports day isn't my thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to go hang out in the art department. And, like, <laughs> like we just, like, have fun. And yeah. Because we like sports. Space. Huh? Uh, art studios in 
high school, they almost feel like such a safe space. Like, it feels right. different to the rest of the school. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And you gossip and yeah it was yeah the fun. art teacher is always the most fun the most like yeah. down to earth right you yeah. can tell her you're hungover and she's okay with it. <laughs> oh my god yeah our art teacher was cool like listen after high school i, I don't want to be weird or anything but uh literally last night um i had a dream about <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a listen- dream are you listening was that yeah? You had a dream no, no. Her? Yeah, about about. <laughs> it, I was in Betiedo, um, and okay. I was gonna check on the lights that we were gonna put in the studios, okay. right? The industrial silver ones. But then while I'm walking, it's actually I'm in school, and then I walk into the art studio of wow. school. Oh wow! And then like Angie's there and uh, John oh. Cameron and. Yeah. Maybe it's because um, in high school it was a safe space, so when you're going back there now in your head, Maybe. you have the same energy. I think so. I don't, I don't well, know. I but it was for sure a safe space. Mm-hmm. For sure. Safe, fun, chill. That's yeah. Good. So That's both good of fun. you must have an artistic practice to enjoy the art studio. Uh, yeah. Personally, I mean, I studied, I did my BFA, my undergrad. Uh, that's that's why I was saying like I kind of like it just happens like I couldn't get away from it like I I went to the states after graduating and I wasn't gonna study art I was because they wouldn't let you yeah this is another interesting point because that was like 2006 mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the UAE like recognized art uh-huh. right mm-hmm. and so Khalid was unfortunate enough to be to need a scholarship like literally the year before. Mm-hmm. We, they were like oh we need art mm-hmm. so he had to like register f- as uh, f- uh physics physics no right. way so yeah. yeah he went to bc yeah and yeah he i did a technically of... went to study physics yeah but then I didn't take any physics courses. That's like. just so funny because before this, Anita was looking you up and she found a guy with the oh exact God. same name no as you way. who worked at NYU OW. She's like, oh, like Khaled was a researcher at NYU ED. I was like, I don't think so. She shows me a picture of this other guy who was there as a physics researcher. I was like, that's not the guy in the studio. Huh. Yeah. That's my alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> what could have been? could have been? <laughs> it's always interesting that you said it was uh, before 2006. Cause 2006 is when Christie's opened, the auction house. Oh, and that was yeah. kind of Wasn't the start of the that? secondary art market here in Dubai. So when did you go off? No, I think it was five or six. I think it was, yeah. Even but it was that year. That was, Christie's happened before the, the explosion of art. And then, mm-hmm. so I think they opened and then closed again when they were in DIFC. Um, I know. I know they moved around a lot, so sometimes they would host their exhibitions at uh, JLT, but they w- their office was al- always in JFC, I think. Uh, no, I know this because, coincidentally, uh, in 2005 and six, I interned at the DIFC mm-hmm. uh, as a kid, so I, I remember this saga with Christie's. Like they, really? were, they were trying to uh, bring them in to mm-hmm. establish an auction house at DIFC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, for whatever reason... I'm sure there's like great drama that someone should look up. It didn't work out. Um, so that never ended up happening. Like they wanted like a full-fledged auction house and like big, you know, but that didn't happen. And then two years later is when like they announced the whole Saudi thing and we joined our first uh, 
the UAE had its first pavilion at Venice and the Emirates Foundation was established, which is now, I think, I don't know if it still exists, but like its whole role was mm-hmm. to set up scholarships for people to go and study art. And yeah, unfortunately, Khalid was like literally the one or two years before all of this happened. I was before my time. <laughs> before your time. Yeah. But you're here now. Now you're ahead of your time. <laughs> Faith, you were the co-founder of Engage 101 with Munir al Sayah, right? Yes. So that's why I wanted to ask um, about the secondary art market and why I wanted to bring up Christie's as well. Because I read an article uh, for Global Art Daily where you're talking about how to educate collectors and first-time collectors in the uh, primary art market as well. So, like, what do you think is the difference between collecting, collecting from an auction house or like, in the secondary market versus buying straight from the artist? Uh, that's a yeah. Think... Oh, you want to answer? No, when you're done, I definitely have something Good. to say about this stuff. <laughs> like, it's, it um, hurts me a lot. <laughs> so, I don't think there's anything. I don't want to. There's well, there's nothing wrong with the secondary art market, but it depends on what you're what you're collecting and where and like. It's about the context. So. Talking about the Gulf and the UAE in particular, the context is that there's a lot happening on the emerging side. And you're not going to find that so much in the secondary markets. Um, So I think that's why context-specific and regionally-specific, you want to... And, you you know, sometimes you won't even find those artists in galleries. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's context-specific. Um, I think the secondary market kind of just validates um, the, you know, acts as like, you know, a, a, you know, mm-hmm. a, a stamp of like authenticity or whatever, or validates. But what is a, is a gallery a sec- secondary market? No, because gallery is not. Gallery, no, or, because I mean, like technically, it's primary market. It's primary market. No, no, but, I wasn't talking. But like buying directly from the artist. Is, that's awesome. That's like, when you can, because like that's the thing. It's all about, you know, knowing and researching and, and knowing what primary, secondary, tertiary markets are. Because hmm. you can buy directly from the artist. Yeah, even when they are. Yeah. but no, the gallery is is still a primary market. Still have like a financial kind of engagement that's like an intermediary. Like, so like there's still been a step. Right. So slight, I'd say a point five <laughs> market. I'm just like no. Secondary markets are are great. Uh, they they tell you you know where what society is thinking. They tell you like they help you understand trends and like get a better understanding of pricing. So like for example, when we were pricing Engage One Hundred One, I I would research prices that um, Christie's and Sotheby's uh, and others were selling of, you know, regionally based artists who were uh, slightly more immersed as a way of like better, because, you know, pricing art is something that's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And there's no like right number ever, I think. So like that's something where secondary markets are really important. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They help. It's like a, it's a benchmark. Benchmark, exactly. Um, not that it's always a great benchmark because we all know how they're used to like inflate and play around with yeah. with prices and stuff so it's not always the best indicator but yeah it it plays a it plays a vital role um but yeah back to like for me here it's all it's there's a lot happening that 
the the institutions and the more established side and even the you know the commercial space um has yet to tap into so i think that's to me what's been most exciting about the engage 101 project is that um we've been d discovering so many amazing practices yeah mm -hmm. and what i like about en engage is because that you're trying to i don't say democratize but like make collecting something accessible. that's a bit more accessible to everyone because this whole uh, like art ecosystem and mm -hmm. economic ecosystem of art like you can't i i think there's a bit of it that's like natural maybe human nature but then there's this other uh part which is cultural and uh, and man-made and sy systematic like there's a, a system like a, a mechanism and ever like all the different players that are making things work and i really think this mechanism is part of culture and part of like a glo uh, our uh, global culture and i think these things always change and, and have to change and i think what engage is doing is kind of it's something new i think all, like even worldwide uh, people are are really used to uh, coll collecting art specifically to be something that's more reserved for uh, institutions or kind of like uh, the upper class even like I wouldn't even say m the middle class has it in their cultural understanding or, or identity that like we've inherited as a human species that collecting art is something uh, that I should be doing. I find collecting like super interesting to me and like the whole like why the hell do we do this like from all aspects of like hu human nature yeah. and uh, so yeah I think like what engages is, is, is doing is really interesting to me because it kind of like it's pushing that envelope but for the benefit of artists and and, and collectors and people because at the end, however we define art, I think one of the best definitions is for it to be doing something that's beneficial to to us all and like raising questions, uh, inspiring. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think engage is really a crucial platform. Crucial cool. platform. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this back and. Uh, give my answer to the question you asked Sara about our backgrounds and then I'm gonna answer or, or give my two cents on what you just said in a more so my background is politics and so the reason I talked about the whole 2007 and the whole art thing is because my lens on the art ecosystem is from um, a social science perspective and and politics so to what you were saying about like the importance of art, it's super interesting as as a political scientist to see what's happening here with the art scene for, with that lens because I, I kind of am aware that art is playing uh, a function in society here that's kind of uh, beyond what it, what it does or at least it's playing a, a more important role here or it's, it's special to hear. And w what that means is these societies, the societies of the Gulf, 
they're more docile and acquiescent to um, to the political structures that they exist within. So things like public debate, criticism, things like that, you don't tend to get as much of it as you do uh, in other societies. And so what's interesting to me in the art spaces is that it is this is one segment of society which maintains these principles as foundational to to what they are criticism is something you learn as an artist yeah <clears throat> and that's fascinating Arguably because art is seen as uh frivolous as unable mm. to create an agency for change in a way that any other discipline can yeah i wonder um and so to me the past decade over the the kind of conversations i would have with other political specialists and other social scientists there was there's a lot of tiptoeing and there's a lot of like you know awareness of the red lines and of sensitivity but when i would have conversations with the creatives like my first uh, interaction with the art community here was through Khalid and his friends at uh, Sharjah College of Fine Art when he was doing his BA. Um, and then since from from there, like there was there was this huge there was this really interesting dynamism that that I would sense there and this freedom of them kind of knowing that no one really gave a shit about what they did. Right. And that they could do and say whatever they wanted because at the end of the day, you know, they're presenting a sculpture or painting or whatever. And no matter how extreme or serious what they were saying was, it it had this layer of, "Mm, it's cool, it's art, you know? Um, And yeah, and since then, like, I've had the most interesting um, realizations and conversations and discoveries through my interaction with 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 the people of of the arts ecosystems here and you know more recently i find that it's artists who are um leading in even things like anthropological research um you know although the the end result they present isn't uh, a scientific study but they're looking at things like the impact of I don't know Belushi identity on the UAE's uh, national makeup. That's hugely significant, and it's something that even on the level of social science, you're not getting that much because, you know, for whatever reason. So, back to what you were saying, I see the art ecosystems here playing an outsized role, especially at this moment in history. Um, and it's been fascinating to engage with that um, as as a social scientist. There's no perceived or required end result with art that it's been able to like take on the role that it has, where it's just playing so many different roles and looking into so many different things and engaging with different fields of study and but yeah but I think it's it's about the context that we're in um in the gulf and I think it's a historically unique moment where um art uh has found itself playing this central uh role in our social conscience consciousness 
I'm curious if the direction in which this this goes, this kind of hyphenated role of art goes, is is a virtue of whether of, of people having to hyphenate themselves when they are entering the art art world here because of cultural stigmas and cultural notions, just like you say you had to go in as a, as a physicist to end up being an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so much, so many of the people that we know follow similar paths. They pursue that academic, that academically rigorous and uh, accepted uh, path and then veer into the arts and combine their experiences together. Or is it that because so many of those fields are under-examined in a critical way that artists choose to examine them. Which dire- I mean, the question, I guess, is like, which direction does it go? I mean, if we're talking specifically about the UAE, I think, I think it's, a, it's definitely a, a cultural thing and uh, a linguistic, maybe, also. Uh, there's, I've thought about this a lot. Like, we don't have the word... Uh, or art in Arabic doesn't mean the same thing as it does uh, in English. And, I mean, if you want to look back, uh, uh, art in this context didn't really play, didn't really play, play a role or the same role that it does in a more kind of westernized, globalized uh, world that we're in. And, like, while you were saying that, I think... Uh, I was thinking about like uh, the older generation of of artists and uh, yeah I think that hyphenation was always something that they they would do to be able to uh, integrate their art with uh, being a part of uh, society Uh, even the ones that were most avant-garde and uh, uh, resolute in, in, in being uh, an artist. I'm thinking about uh, Hassan Sharif. Like, uh, he started off working in a newspaper. I think, like, he did cartoons. And many other Emirati artists either, like, uh, worked in the Ministry of Education or uh, other places. But uh, Out of need or out of want? I definitely think it's out of both because need first of all it would have been I mean like yeah unless you were well off I think like hard to be an artist and uh, for that to be your profession I think here like nobody really understood uh, what the what art was or what its function uh, is to the rest of society and I think Mm -hmm. I think that's still an issue right now. It's um, we're in a moment, I think, where we're hyper aware of identities uh, here in the UAE. Um, what that kind of means is that everyone is in this constant state of negotiating themselves to their contexts and defining and redefining. Um, and in a way, I think it's been interesting because you see in the in the most um, in these recent waves of emerging artists, uh, most or the large swath of them uh, prefer the term 
multidisciplinary mm-hmm. as opposed to like calling themselves painter or sculptor. Um, and that's, I think, because there's this recognition of like n- needing to redefine um, and come to terms with um, these identities that, you know, you're forced to exist within. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to answer the question of like why previous generation uh you know had other jobs it's i think mainly financial the artists today still mm-hmm. most of them have their day job because unless like how it said you know you're super well off and can fund it like myself of of the established artists who are gallery represented i think i know of two who are full-time artists yeah. everyone else i know has has their day job and if they're lucky their day job can somehow um, um, function. function or play into their artistic practice, whether they're mm-hmm. professors or if they work in the cultural field or not. Yeah. Maybe we can, before we go into the last segment, you guys can tell us a bit about what we have to look forward to. I think it would be really great to get people excited about this project. We are. Um, so maybe you can tell us. Or tell the listeners what they can look forward to. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, interesting events, uh, interesting exhibitions, a space um, for creative dialogue, performances, and as artists, hopefully create studio spaces. I hope your contractor manages to finish the work because last time I saw it. No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we love our contractor. Now. Okay, oh, good. We we yeah, we managed to we found Very a new way. We found a good one. Good. That's good. That's I'm yeah. happy. I'm <laughs> happy. You can pick one number and you can pick one number <laughs> from one to 35 and you'll have a random question. Sick. If you understand three, six, and nine, you understand the secrets to the universe or something. Whoa. So, six. Six, six. Yeah. What is your greatest extravagance? For me, it's buying art, but then I also consider it not... I, I consider it like super serious, f- fundamentally. Wait, how are we like defining I, extravagance? I don't know. Yeah, so, uh, no, for me, it's... it's like an co- indulgence, like yeah, something yeah, yeah. you indulge yourself in. Collecting art, yeah. So even when, like, art is like, eat, you know, eat, uh, breathe, whatever, art, buy art. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. I think my extravagance maybe is... Uh, I like going to extremes to test the waters, maybe. Mm. I went through, like, an extreme minimalist phase or mm. an extreme... Uh, Maximalist phase? Selfless <laughs> yeah, phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good answer. He, yeah, Khalid has these... Um, he, he does that things. Is. So, like, he would become super religious. Yeah. Or then he would, you know, do a diet and just, like, in, you know, become, like, the expert on that thing. Or, like, I don't know, yeah, become a minimalist. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's I think that's, that, that's, okay. that's, that's the right answer. That's the right answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seven. What is your current state of mind? I think I'm usually I think like I'm in my 
head a lot. And I think right now, to begin with, I was a little bit stressed out about this and like I was in my head a lot. But now I'm absolutely like, uh, I feel very like relaxed. Is exposed the state of mind? Do you feel exposed right now? Yeah. By the question. Yeah. By the imposition that we would dare ask you what your state of mind is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it made me, yeah, it made me feel naked. That, the question. <laughs> no, yeah, what? Yeah. Is that a thing? No, because by saying that, you're avoiding telling us what your state of yeah, mind yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's the one. Um, calculating is the state of mind I think would be the closest definition to what it is wow right I, I know it's I, so weird that 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 like I finally understand my brother right now <laughs> 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 that's, that's true yeah. I, that's the most naked he's ever been I think whoa <laughs> 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 title of this episode that's the most naked he's ever been with the Brothers. <laughs> uh, I love this. okay well thank you both so so much for joining us today um and we're looking forward to everything you have in store thank Yay, you thank you and for the launch us. of the project the project <laughs>